Hello and welcome to Frank Posen's Big Bad Podcast for June 9th, 2020. Don't forget to check out my blog at frankp316.blogspot.com. All right, four new videos up on the blog. Let's start with Saturday from UFC 250. Amanda Nunez defending her UFC featherweight championship against Felicia Spencer. So the last time we saw Amanda, she went five rounds against Jermaine Durandami, and she didn't look that good. So there's no question that Felicia is a better fighter than Jermaine. And I figured Felicia could take Amanda down and tie her out. She could win this fight. Now, as it turns out, Amanda is a much different fighter at featherweight, mainly because she doesn't have to cut as much weight. And I think the weight cut, as she goes back and forth, I think the weight cut will affect her more at bantamweight. Now, I'll get to that a little later. Um, but, uh, and you also have to remember, this is our only, only her second featherweight fight in the UFC. So she doesn't have much history in that, in that regard. Now, Felicia could never get it get going. And when she tried for a takedown, she wound up on the bottom. And Felicia doesn't have the striking to compete with Amanda. So Amanda beat her up for five rounds and she hit her hard enough to knock her out. She just wouldn't go down. Now, there were the usual complaints that uh, the fight should have been stopped, but it's not uh, like Felicia was staggering around. She just was getting beat up. Uh, she ended up with a, a broken nose and a broken orbital bone. Okay, and there are still fans who don't want to see women get beat up. You know, it's a double standard. It's been around for a long time. So, the problem with Amanda, all right, is there aren't any decent featherweights. Okay, and I expect her to return to bantamweight and I would like to see her stay there. And I would not be surprised if the UFC closed the featherweight division. Okay? And, and it's like I said, I think going between the two weight classes seems to affect Amanda negatively at bantamweight. And really, there's nobody left to fight at featherweight. So she, she, doesn't, need to, she doesn't need to fight there anymore. Bantamweight is her bread and butter. Okay? There's more competition there. Now... She said that she's going to take the rest of the year off. Obviously, uh, you know, Nina is having a baby. So she's going to take the rest of the year off. As far as uh, the competition goes, uh, there's a couple of fights coming up that might address that. Aspen Ladd is facing... Um, uh, who's she facing? <laughs> I forget now. Uh, uh, Sarah McMahon. Aspen Ladd is facing Sarah McMahon. And yesterday, the UFC announced that uh, Irene Aldana will face um, Holly Holm. So a uh, challenger could come out of those two. You don't know. Um, but it'll be a while before we see that. Now, uh, on Saturday night, someone asked Dana White about possibly doing a third Amanda versus Valentina Shevchenko. And White not only said that he didn't want to do a third one because Amanda won the first two, but he said it would be more likely that he would do uh, Valentina Shevchenko against UFC strawweight champ uh, Zhang Veili. And that got their attention. Now, I really wish he hadn't said that. And the reason I say that, because he's not doing it. He's just saying it. Okay, He's just saying that he, he just wants to show how much he doesn't want to do uh, Amanda versus Valentina. So he, he says he's more likely to do the other fight, but he's not doing that either. Okay? And I'm well aware that 
Rayleigh has asked for that fight, but she's not getting it. And the reason that's not, they're not, he's not going to do that fight is because you're basically shutting down two active divisions where you have some uh, ch- title challengers. I mean, he's not going to do that, right? If, they, if one of them cleans out the division, that's one thing, but I don't think that's going to happen. So uh, I don't see that fight ever happening, despite what he said. I mean, he didn't say he was going to do it. He said he was more likely to do it. Probably, like I said, he shouldn't have said that. All right. So the next video we have up is from uh, Sunday's NXT TakeOver show. It is Io Shirai versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. And as I said a couple of weeks ago, uh, this is a good way to get the belt off of Charlotte without her taking the fall. And it's like I said in the first place, never should have put the the title on her. If they thought she was going to help the ratings, they're out to lunch, okay? So uh, this match was kind of like, where's Waldo, okay? (laughs) On a couple of key occasions, I'm sitting there wondering, where's Io? And then she comes flying out of the sky, okay? They do this with Kyrie sometimes too, right? So one time, Charlotte tosses Io through the In Your House set. I don't know what people thought was there, but it wasn't anything major. There was no glass there or anything like that. I think it was uh, a very light plexiglass or something like that because there was a lot of give to it. They knew they were going to throw her through it. Okay, so Charlotte figures that gets rid of her. She's gone. So then uh, while Charlotte and Rhea brawl uh, on the set, suddenly we see Eo emerge at the top of the set. And so she hits them with a crossbody. I mean, it was a very spectacular effect. You know, it was very similar to her leaping from the Corcoran Hall balcony, which she has done many times. Okay, so the finish was like that too. While Eo is on the floor, Charlotte applies the figure eight on Rhea, and suddenly Eo does her top rope moonsault for the finish. So, you know... uh, I thought it was great that she won, and the streamers in the ring afterwards was a nice touch. I mean, that's what they do in Japan, right? So uh, I thought it was a great match and well worth seeing. Um, they all great. They all were very good. Um, now there was a report a few days ago that Io will move up to the main roster, probably to reunite the Sky Pirates with Kyrie Sane. We'll see what happens with that uh, after the show on Sunday. Uh, Triple H was saying that. Uh, you know, EO winning is part of a fairly lengthy storyline that's going to go on probably till the summer, till SummerSlam. So um, we'll see exactly what they do for it, with it. But I know, uh, I expect Rhea and possibly, they're really setting up Candice LeRae for a, for a shot here. Uh, but, um, you know, congratulations to EO for uh, winning the NXT Women's Championship. And I always say this, should have won it last year. It was stupid to leave the title on Shayna the way they did. Okay, now we have from last night's Raw. First, we have Asuka and Charlotte Flair versus Bailey and Sasha Banks versus the Iconics. So, um, the WWE announced uh, that Asuka would face Charlotte Flair on the show. So, Asuka came out at the start of the show, and then instead of Charlotte, Bailey and Sasha Banks came out to brag about 
you know, winning the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Then Charlotte comes out, followed by the Iconics, and they're all talking back and forth, and Asuka's pissed off, of course. She's yelling in Japanese. Uh, this eventually leads to a three-way tag team match, and it is announced that Asuka versus Charlotte would still happen later in the show. Now, the match was okay. The main thing was Asuka and Charlotte not getting along and refusing to tag each other. Uh, after Charlotte goes to the top rope and taunts Asuka, Asuka tags herself in and wins with the Asuka lock on Billy Kay. And Charlotte later out right after that, okay? So this is going to be continued later in the show. And that leads me to the match uh, Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. You know, it's a long match, so they and they decide to have Charlotte dominate the match to use the narrative that Asuka will be damaged goods when she defends the WWE Raw Women's Championship on Sunday against Nia Jax. So it's a common narrative that I wish they would stop using because fans, they don't want to admit this, right? The WWE does not want to admit that fans are wise to the wrestling business, okay? And that's why they try and do narratives like that because they think fans are dopey. But fans are pretty smart these days and we know... Okay, we know that Asuka is great at selling offense and she can make it look like she was murdered. Okay, I actually thought she went a little overboard with her selling in this match, but that's what she was asked to do. Okay, the bottom line is that Charlotte couldn't finish her until Nia Jax came out to distract Asuka. And Asuka actually kicked out of the, the, the pin, but they were out of time and the ref had to count three. Now, earlier on, Charlotte and Asuka were on the floor and the ref uh, stopped counting at seven. And I think what happened there is someone was supposed to roll into the ring to stop the count and neither of them did that. So he just stopped the count. So in other words, it, well, there wasn't suppo- that wasn't supposed to be the finish. All right. It just looks bad when things like that happen. So I understand the finish because Nia is the one with a title shot and maybe it should be asked why she didn't have a match last night, okay? So the major complaint fans had of, had of last night's show was too much Charlotte. So it's interesting to note that Asuka had the same amount of screen time, but it's like I said last month. They are overexposing Charlotte to the point that fans don't want to see her anymore. Okay, so on a media call after Sunday's NXT TakeOver show, someone asked about Charlotte getting favorable treatment because she is Ric Flair's daughter. Triple H called that garbage. He got very angry, right? But there is some truth to it, and it has led to them using her way too much, okay? She's on all the shows, man. She, she, you know, at SummerSlam 2018, Becky Lynch was the answer to that. Okay, with her gone, I don't think there is an answer to that now. Okay, what Triple H needs to understand is there is a fan perception that Charlotte is overrated and overexposed, especially overexposed. And he can get mad when he is asked about that. But remember, perception is reality and that perception is not going away. Okay, so this is the, it's a big problem with Charlotte right now. Is she a good wrestler? She's not as good as they think she is, but she is good. It's just that they've sold her as this whatever, the queen or all that crap, and they're just using her way, way too much. You know, 
Absence makes the heart grow fonder. So get her off TV for a while, maybe. Huh? That might work. Anyway, uh, I should tell you that the uh, videos for the matches from last night's Raw are not the greatest quality. And I'm going to later on look for better quality matches, better quality versions. They're just not out there right now. Uh, but uh, they will be. They will be. So uh, that's actually a pretty good match. Like I said, it's a little too... Little, listen, I understand what they're trying to do with Asuka, but it's a little bit too much. Okay? So what's going to happen Sunday? I mean, somebody complained to me the other day, oh, I think they're going to have Naya win on Sunday. And my response to that, you are aware that Naya has never beaten Asuka. Okay? So the pattern of their matches in the past, and you can go back and watch any of them because they're all that way, is Naya does dominate Asuka, but Asuka does come back and win the match. She knows how to do these things, okay? She's better at it than anybody else, okay? So she can do that. Uh, I just think on this particular match, because of the length, it was probably too much. In a shorter match, I wouldn't have cared that much. Okay. Anyways, that's about it. Uh, don't forget, like I said, to check out all four of those videos on my blog. And like I said, with this, uh, the two matches from last night, I'm going to try and look for better, better uh, copies later on. Anyways, if you have any uh, questions or comments for my uh, uh, blog or my podcast, you can leave them at Anchor's voicemail. And if you uh, uh, want to subscribe to my podcast, you can do so at Google Podcast, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Um, Probably going to do uh, another uh, uh, big topic in women's MMA uh, later this week, reviewing last Saturday's uh, match with Schwan and um, previewing this weekend's show. There's like three matches, women's matches on the show. So uh, probably do that later this week. So uh, I also have to preview uh, Backlash, and, but even though you guys already know what I think about that. Okay, so until then, have a good week. We'll talk to you later.